Yeah, when we originally did our intro, it was like... <laughs> I like fucking wrote robots. a script. <laughs> and it was like... We were like, I am Susanna Wilson. <laughs> I am actor. Ashley came came to me with this like fucking bomb ass like pretentious version of like who she was. And I was like, who am I? I'm, <laughs> I'm an actor? Uh, yeah, I'm giving a TED talk. I tried to like, I tried to record something like, and I was like, I'm an actor and a physical theater artist. And then we listened to her and I was like... Sometimes I wear scarves and scarves from most places. I have a shaved head. You could infer this from the tone of my voice. Hi, I'm Ashley Cunningham. And I'm Susanna Wilson. And you're in The The Wet Wet Seat. Seat. Each episode, we conquer tough issues around sex. Perhaps you remember from our masculinity and sex episode when Susanna said this shit. Like, I would much rather (laughs) be honest and just like, have the sexual experience that I have, not faking anything. And then if I could have had like a more pleasurable experience to say to that person, like, Hey, next time maybe we can try this. Or like, is that so crazy ideal? That sounds very enlightened of you. Uh, (laughs) To the point where I think it's a lie. This episode, we're picking up right where that thought left off in a special segment we're calling Residual Wetness. We're going to be talking about silent expectations, why Han Solo is only good for a one-night stand, and why Susanna has never faked an orgasm. Ow, ow, bitches! But really, I haven't. Well, okay, so you were shocked at my at my response of having never faked an orgasm. My response is that instead of faking an orgasm, I'm, I, my response to it, that sexual situation is to be like, uh-huh. hey, I'm not really feeling this. That doesn't surprise me just because of how aggressive a person Susanna can be. <laughs> yeah, she would just be like not I... feeling, just make eye contact, be like, yeah, it's not really doing it for me, dog. <laughs> This is American Idol. <laughs> You're not going to Hollywood. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but why would you think? Like, if I'm not because you being don't want to make satisfied. your partner feel that No, 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 no. Okay, we're not talking about partner necessarily. We're talking about one night stand, fucking left turn dick that I, I don't give a shit about. One night stand. Two. One or two. <laughs> I've had my fair share of one night stands, and I can say that, like, I don't really care about whatever piece of that person needs to be satisfied by, like, my pleasure. Okay. Real. Because, like, if we're having a one night stand, like, like, what are you in a one night stand for? Are you in a one night stand for my pleasure? At this point, I would just I would just like to throw out there the the option that that maybe we take this off the record because I I don't necessarily want to put you on blast, but uh, in in a very specific sense, ask. Uh, 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 Susanna's social construction is such that uh, uh, her viciousness is not as much as it actually is, uh, but it's really the very convincing. Uh, outer moat around her gentle inner crab guts. Um, oh, oh, so, you're worried about putting me on blast so no, 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 I'm know not... that I'm actually a vulnerable human being instead of just the hard no, 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 It's no, okay, no. I do that every I'm episode. Just, I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just throwing that out there. In that, I'm saying that, like, uh, 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 I think what you are articulating in terms of, like, uh, uh, 
I'd rather not fake it in the moment uh, and, you know, have a conversation and maybe learn and grow thing is what you feel and also, um, but I, I would feel like that's more of a an intellectual process than a, a literal uh, I'm not saying how I always practice what I preach. Exactly. I'm not saying that I always then go to that person and say like, hey, this sexual experience was dissatisfying to me. Right. There are plenty of times that I've had sex with someone and been like, eh, that was like really lame. Right. But I still haven't faked an orgasm. Right. And we that's, I guess that's what I'm getting right. at. Like, to me, there is, and, and I've come close, there is one time where I will like, considered faking an orgasm, but... The reason I didn't, you know, if, if, if the logic behind faking an orgasm is I want this, I want my partner to perceive that I am experiencing pleasure because I want this to end. Like, if, if that's the motivation behind it, mm -hmm. I'm not convinced that my potential real or fake orgasm would cause the sex to end because... In our culture, sex ends when the male comes. So it's not really, if, if I am looking for the sex with a dude to mm -hmm. end, it's not really worth it for me to pretend to come because that's not going to make the sex end anyway. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking it for, for it to end, I better just either say, hey, I'm not into this anymore or hey, be, wait it out. Hey, I hear you. Um, I find it difficult You've never, like, it's not about, <laughs> it's about when I have ever faked or whatever, which you know is, like, most of the time because I don't come. Yeah. Um. Uh, <sighs> except for that one night, which I was privy to. Except that for that one night. Amazing. But, uh. I came home. You just heard it? <laughs> I came home and I was peeing. Well, I came home and was like, wow, this is loud sex. And then I was peeing in the bathroom. Above, which which I then quickly learned was directly con connected <laughs> to her room via a vent, which I didn't uh, know prior, uh -huh. Uh -huh. except for the fact that I was on the toilet peeing and was like right. listening in right. on this sex. And it, you were coming so hard, and I was like, girl. I will not deny it. It doesn't happen that it. often. But what I will say is, like, it it's little I was to do only with. Clapping for you. It's not about when sex ends, it's about, like, Sometimes you're meeting an expectation. Expectations. And if I do not have that moment, I have therefore made the sexual experience, like, invalid. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, So you're saying if both partners don't come, and I'm putting come in quotes because sometimes the, the come on your part sure. is fake then the sexual experience is somehow invalid? I think that is a very common Quite. interpretation. We've we've already talked we, we we talked about the the um male sexual expectation of sexual gratification for the female partner in its kind of like toxic sense. But like right. I'm it exists just as strongly and in exactly the same way I would say for like <laughs> I am I am painfully averse to the phrase good guys. Um, but uh, the stereotype of men is like, oh, I fuck, and, and I come, and whatever, right. nothing happens. Um, and so people are trying to, like, stay away from, uh, 
you know, being this stereotypical male and, like, uh, only I come, sex ends when I come, and, like, you have whatever. So, like, there is... I think we've entered a point where, like, that's not acceptable anymore. Yeah. Uh, Okay, to be fair, I haven't had sex with a dude in over a year. True. B, like, I guess the issue that I encounter with that mentality is that, for me, I can experience pleasure in sex without coming real so right. like this is so so moment. why <laughs> so so okay hold on let me so there are times when i've not come in sex I and had I... a bad experience i'm not gonna fake coming because i haven't had a great sexual experience and i have no desire to make you think that i have because you have not pleasured me right but there are times when i've had great sex and not come mm-hmm. and I'm not going to pretend to right. come because that would be, like, that no, would be an un, like, an inaccurate representation of what I experienced. And that somehow says that, like, that, that layers on me some expectation of, like, oh, well, but to enjoy sex, you have to have had fun. <laughs> Wait, have have well, fun. this makes me so happy because you're arguing what I've always wanted to argue. Girl, I've that. been on your side since the first. <laughs> Once upon a time, Suzanne invalidated all of my sexual experiences. I'm sorry. Because I don't come regularly. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the castle. No. You and Maria talked Your about this. perception <gasps> was that I invalidated your sexual experience. I was simply shocked. I wasn't like... Oh shit, you have no validity in any sphere of sex because you've never had an orgasm. I was just like, oh wow. Like, you've never experienced this part of sex. Damn. I, like, that, I, I had my first orgasm at like 12. So, that being said, the lesson is, you can have sex without an orgasm and it's still yes. great. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> That happened to be a historic moment for Ashley, but the moral of this story is don't fake it. Talk about it. And sometimes, which happens to be all the time for some of us, orgasm isn't and shouldn't be the only goal. <gasps> Shocking. Okay, so so if the prompt originally, or not the prompt, but like the, the question that you were inspired to address in this podcast was like, how the societal pressures of, like, being male or or what masculinity means in the world manifest in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular that you have... A story that comes to mind. Yeah, a story that comes to mind as far as, like, how that expectation of how masculinity would look in the bedroom Mm -hmm. has... Right. has, Has been or not been. My story was telling the story of the dude who was like... You better not fake it because I'm an actor. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a story that would exemplify <laughs> such a thing? I don't know. I mean, like, uh, uh... <laughs> that's annoying laugh. I know that laugh. Uh, it's it's no stories as explicit as that. Because I feel like your story happened in the kind of vocalized, explicit way because of um, where you were relative to that man in terms of uh, the uh, gendered power structure. And mm. because I exist on the other mm. side of mm-hmm. that, yeah. um, 
the things that relate to me are very rarely explicitly said to me. Right. Right? What do you mean? Um, so, like, I have sensed a lot of things that are in the vein of a type of experience where um, I came face-to-face with somebody's expectation of who I was, but it wasn't mm-hmm. vocalized because it wasn't appropriate to be vocalized because they were on the other side of that um, yeah. power divide, right? Like, I've had well, very I'm just many as experiences. as your experience of that. Yes, but they're all subtler and they all make less clear stories and they're less, um, you know, I have the receipts of this thing happen. They're all vague senses of like times when I realized that I was uh, the first brown person that somebody white was having sex with and I thought that, uh, you know, all black men were just going to like mandingo out on them and like uh, uh, hit them with some shit that they saw from their extensive watching of black male and porn as Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier or you know um, subtler things of like when uh, (laughs) my particular sexual preferences like switch between um, being dominant or submissive like people wanting uh, a person to bust out of the gate with an overwhelming take what you want type sexual energy, mm. whereas mine is is give and take. Mm. But n- none of these are like very um, specific. Oh, in this single moment, it dropped in that <laughs> I was not, um, you know, the thing that this person had expected or whatever. It's just kind of smaller moments that happen as a result of the lack of communication that happens around maleness, both between males to other males, males to themselves, or mm-hmm. even female sexual partners to the, the men that they're having sex with, because, um, you know, the power of maleness lies in, in the fact that it's, it is, it is what it is, we already know what it is, and it's only cool if you bring it out in, in this one way. No right. questions asked, like, you know what you want, you take what you want. Clint Eastwood, uh, Han Solo shoots first. Oh, Han Solo, though. Yo. Right, I mean, he's he's hot and great and stuff. but like so great. We tap that. Sure. But, like, the... Okay, but he's gonna have... He he had, like, heart attacks on, like, their most recent film. Okay, yeah, he's really fucking old now. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about movie number one. (laughs) Or number four, whichever you want to call it. Whoa. Right. The, I- the idea that our our greatest paragons of of um, male sexual potency are these uncommunicative um, yeah. stoic figures who yeah. come in, do what they do really well, and leave, and and you know their intentions from the first moment. You're speaking to all my fantasies. It's 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 what people want. It's what men want to be. It's what um, some, but it's silly, know, and it's not actually what want. people want. No, ultimately, sometimes. it's not what people want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, maybe sometimes it's, it's, no, it's no one wants it's a Han Solo. Not for in a reality, night? yo. For a night, sure. That's a that's it, what exactly. It's it's complicated. It's it's not one. It's it's neither. And the thing that makes Han Solo these... was a flake, though. Let's be real. Like, I don't fucking want to be Leia. <laughs> 
True. You don't want you don't want to ever tell for a night. Tell somebody I love you. I know. Fuck you. What do you mean? I hope you stay frozen in carbonite, you uncommunicative asshole. Is your last words? For all you know, you're gonna die, and the last thing you fucking say out of your big stupid mouth is "I know." What a yeah. dick! And not even in a good way. Whatever. That's tangential. But, like, but it's complicated, and exactly what we were talking about earlier. How um, the reason why these systems of power are so intransigent is that. It's not a simple matter of being like, oh, this is negative, this is bad, this is bad, this is toxic, this is toxic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, throw it all away, yeah. and we can just start over or whatever, is that it's connected to shit that people feel, and it's not necessarily bad. Like, you know, do we want Han Solos sometimes? Yeah, maybe. The problem is not necessarily that, like, uh, Han Solos exist or people wanting to be Han Solos is a thing or people wanting Han Solos is a thing. That's not the problem. The problem is that we're so focused on that as the object of desire, both as people yeah. trying to be that or people trying to get with that, that um, the communication is hindered because mm-hmm. the whole idea or mythology of a mm-hmm. Han Solo type man is that they don't need to communicate in order to be as effective as they are and that's part of the mythos that we build up around it and any myth that we build where someone is not being communicative is not translatable to the majority of people because there are some situations where you can do shit without a lot of communication it's really hot but usually that only works out with like either a lot of luck Mm -hmm. or two people that already know and trust each other with a huge sense of intimacy and so that won't translate to, like, most connections people make between each other. Like, communication is a very necessary thing. But we don't have a, a, a sexy ideal of what communication right. looks like in any sense, but particularly coming from a male. Yeah. Like, there's no sexual fantasy that's built up and, and laid in at the ground level that mm-hmm. involves um, communication. Yeah. So I think that's... That's the really complicated thing. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Wet Seat. Um, special thank you to our guest this week, Mr. Kai Chikosi. Thanks, Kai. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> also, a special thank you to Mr. Billy Coles, as ever, our fearless editor. And, of course, Rebecca Todaro, who did all of the beautiful artwork that you see. Thanks so much. Like us, share us, all that good shit. See you next week. Stay wet.